Hello and welcome to the Pig Edge, Chagas Pig Podcast with me, Kieran Carroll, bringing you all the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date. And for this episode, we're looking at improving litters per sow per year with Pat Varley, Research and Development Coordinator with PIC Hermitage. And I first asked Pat, what would be a reasonable target for litters per sow per year? We believe that um, an average, or we believe a reasonable target would be 2.36 to 2.38 litres per sow per year. Okay, and just if you could put it in perspective for us, you know, the cost associated with the difference in litres per sow per year. Well, we looked at, we could look at this and we could go, if just say if you went from 2.28 to 2.38 litres per sow per year, this would result in approximately 1.5 more pigs per sow per year on, on most farms. And this would lead to a substantial increase in the saleable pigs and could have a lot of value to the to the commercial farm. Absolutely, yeah. Like uh, I was doing some figures, a six hundred sow unit then it could be a difference of eighty thousand euro in extra income sales, income from sales. Um, following on then from that, what are the main components that are involved in achieving a good target? Well, there are a considerable number of factors that we believe can affect the litres per sow per year. However, the the main ones of importance would be. To target a, a farrowing rate above 90%. And we believe to achieve this, you would need to ensure reduce your slow returns to service and also increase conception rates and reduce snips. Uh, and nips are non, uh, not in pigs as uh, sows. So, and to do this, you'd increase your bore exposure, have good semen storage techniques, ensure servicing gills or sows when they have a solid heat, avoid stress at uh, service, and ensure your your personnel are adequately trained. And also, you would look at, encourage a prompt sale of, of culls and, and avoid retaining older sows in the herd. And, and older sows could be over fifth parity. Those factors would help achieve that target, we believe. Very good. And if we take just one of those there, a slow return to service, what could be causing that on a farm? Uh, we believe a, fact, a big factor in, in the slow return to service can, can be influenced by the synchronizing of sows before weaning to using regimate and, and that will lower the, the weaning to, to service interval and this can be done by giving regimate for, for five days uh, up to two days before weaning. So for example you could give the, the five mil product on from a, a Tuesday to a Saturday in the mouth and, and, and none on a Sunday and wean your, your sows out to, to on a Monday to loose pins and then you could introduce your, your boar and maybe some boar synthetic spray on a, on a Wednesday and Thursday and uh, move, your, move to the service crate then with the sow on a Friday and serve on, on Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. And this is a, a, a system that can, be, that can greatly help in and will lower the weaning to, to service interval. Other practical parameters too that could be looked at was, is sow is too fat on entry into the, the, the farrowing house and that could lead to poor feed intakes, and also monitor body conditions uh, score during uh, gestation. Because uh, poor, poor, lac poor lactation feed intake, that can be either the curve is set too high or, or too low, and that can affect the, 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 can affect the return to, to service. And two more small ones, I suppose, is do not breed sick or, or lame sows. And, and also, weaning at three weeks, sows could maybe not be fully recovered from, from, from farrowing. So there's some factors there to consider and also a little system that can be used at the start, in my answer there, to, to, help, with that, uh, to help with that issue. 
Perfect, yeah. And if we if we look at the number of repeats, what sort of uh, number of repeats should should uh, we be getting? Say on a, a thousand sow herd. That question, it's a, it's a good question, but, but there can be many ways of answering. So if you look at the the two types of repeats, say regular and an irregular. So the regular repeats would occur around twenty one or forty two days after breeding, and and the irregular repeats they could happen around twenty five to thirty five days after breeding, or these could be the the nips. And there's usually two thirds regular and one third irregular. So for example, if we had 52 double services, uh, you could expect three repeats, but there could be other factors that might increase this in the commercial herd. And, and they could be, for example, injuries might in increase this uh, value. Okay. Okay. And then, then what's the best way to reduce repeats? And you know, how should a farmer react? What should they do if the number of repeats are too high? Well, firstly, we'd recommend that you, you study your current records and compare to the rate over the last two to three months. And then look and, and study and see whether they're regular repeats or, or irregular. And if they're regular, you could look at your AI storage technique, your, your service technique. Uh, and if you're mixing or stress post service, or is there any injuries in sows? And, and then if they're irregular, you, you look at, uh, is there any disease issue in the farm? How's your vaccination protocol? How's temperatures? Uh, then you could look at stresses or mixing of sows occurring. And uh, is there any stray electricity happening in the in, in the in the in the unit? Just try to, to pinpoint if it's if if the reason is regular or irregular. And I suppose on a, another practical side of things, just ensure you have good diet for the sows and you have good ingredients and ensure there's no mycotoxins present in raw materials, have your, your troughs clean, uh, ensure the sow body condition is good and that there's excellent water availability. So a combination of those factors would, would, would help. And you mentioned nips there earlier, not in pig sows earlier. Why are they important rather than just repeats? Well, well, nips, if we look at nips, what are they? They're sows and gills that they're assumed pregnant, but actually are not in pig. And, and good management plays a, a vital role in reducing the number of nips in your, in your herd. So like the level of uh, repeats is obviously important, but nips, they can be often overlooked uh, as not too many occur. But you have to remember that one nip at 80 days after service is equivalent to, to four regular three-week repeats. So nips, they will have a they could have a, they will have a big effect on the herd's number of empty days. So if nips are occurring, we recommend pregnancy checks. And depending on the device you're using, that can be done at 23-day 20, uh, pregnancy scan could be used. Very good. You mentioned uh, earlier as well that, the, the, you know, delaying the sale of culls and things like that. That, that. That's a curious one. Can you explain about that a bit further? Well, ideally, it is ideally once it's decided to a sow is to be culled, it should be removed to the factory as soon as possible. By holding uh, culled sows, they're, they're costing money by, by doing nothing. They're eating feed, so therefore increasing the, the herd's empty days. Okay, yeah, so it's adding on. It's kind of nearly a silent one. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't really necessarily notice it by holding it on for those number of days, yeah. Yeah. Um, if, we, if we go back to the start of the production system, I suppose all good production systems begin with good gilt management. Would you highlight anything in terms of improving the lifetime breeding performance of, of gilts that come into the herd? Well, with, with gilts, and that's a good question, there's, there's a lot of factors that you can consider with, with, with gilts. But like, firstly, if you start at the beginning, you You'd have a you'd ensure you have a good breeding program on your farm to select the best skills, and, and this could be a, a purebred closed herd uh, model or a, a closed herd rotational system. 
Then with the actual guilt itself, you'd have to do a, a visual evaluation of it and you'd look at her, your, her legs, uh, the body structure, her underline, her vulva size. You'd, you'd target a minimum of 14 teeth and a good temperament. You, you basically start at the, the ground and you, and you work up and you, you visualize the, the guilt. Uh, then we'd look at selection. We recommend first selection around 18 to 20 weeks of age, around 80 kilo. And uh, at this point, we would recommend a specialized guilt diet for, for, for leg strength. And like the aim of this diet is to, to slow down the, the guilt's growth rate and it's to harden off the guilt, allowing the guilt to develop the necessary body composition for subsequent uh, lactation and return to service. Like breeding weight, we target around 140 to 160 kilos. And you'd look at a target breeding age of 225 to 250 days. And if we look at that gilt going into the farrowing room, with farrowing house, we target a body condition of, of 3.5. But, but prior to breeding, we bore exposure and heat detection are, are, are important. And we'd start that at 28 to 30 weeks of age. And a, a simple strategy with the bore exposure would would be once a, once a day, early in the morning after feeding. And we'd recommend nose-to-nose -nose contact with the bore inside the gill pin. And, and also you could use a, a synthetic bore spray which sprays the pheromones and in amongst the, the gills as well. And like if five minutes or five, six minutes for every 20 to 30 gills should be adequate. And we'd, you'd avoid working the bores longer than 60 minutes because that would all, that would lead to that would reduce the effect of the boring with the, the gills so there are some factors we consider with the, the gills excellent yeah that's great and in terms of you know when there are problems we say if the, if the number of litters per sow per year is lower than the target what should the farmer do who should they talk to uh well firstly we'd recommend start with your advisor and the, the advisor would help the farmer to, to pinpoint the the cause of the unproductive days You'd also talk to your genetics supplier and they can help advise the best breeding programs and suggest which lines would work best on their, on their unit. We talk to their, their veterinary practitioner and he, could, he or she could look at the health status and if any challenges present on the, the, the farm. Another person of importance would be the nutritionist and the nutritionist would advise on the best nutrient uh, specification for the, the, gilt, the various gilt diets, the gilt diet and the dry and sow the dry and lactating sow diet. So they'd be the main points of contact uh, to help achieve the, 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 their target. Very good. And then maybe just something along more in line with, with, with your own business with, with PIC Hermitage. Uh, from your experience with customers, are there any areas of AI management or handling of AI on the farm that could be improved? Well, ourselves at, at PIC Hermitage, we deliver in temperature control vans or AI. However, an area that can be improved, we believe, is the delivery of the AI into temperature control box at the farm gate. We, we developed uh, a box here, a bio box at Hermitage, which is a biosecure and temperature control box, which will, which will give complete control of temperature and, and biosecurity from, from the, the stud to the, the farm. So it's increases biosecurity by avoiding crossover between the farm staff and uh, delivery drivers. So the, the box will be at the, the gate and the, there'd be two doors and one side of the box would be accessed by the, the unit or the, the farm and the other side would be only accessible by the delivery system and a, and a gate between each side and that box would be temperature controlled and if anyone wants to see any information on that they can look up biobox.ie but it's a, a very interesting and good system to control temperature and biosecurity. Then from a more practical standpoint then 
on the firm. Uh, like semen doses on firm should be stored horizontally uh, in a temperature control box at uh, 17 degrees Celsius, plus or minus two degrees, uh, from point of delivery up until the point of service. And that delivery box, that, that their storage box should also be hitting the requirement, uh, required temperature and regularly checked. And then if you're moving the semen within the, the firm, you should use an insulated box uh, to, to keep the, the temperature. And then another little aspect at the point of service in the, in the service house, you could use a, there's a plastic device called a pig buddy. And, and this is used to apply uh, back pressure on the sow and it's easily moved. And this can uh, be placed on the sow's back during service and it can improve the absorption of the semen uh, by the, the sow. And just in-house ourselves, uh, just we have a, a computerized uh, a PIC hermitage, uh, hermitage uh, evaluation semen system. And uh, this, is, this is used to accurately uh, measure the various semen quality parameters of the, the semen. So we know we are delivering the, the, the best quality semen uh, to the clients. But these are other aspects that I mentioned uh, just before this that can help maintain that semen quality from, the, from our stud to the, to the serving the sow. Lovely. That's excellent, Pat. There's some really good information and advice there. So thanks very much for your time. Thank you. No problem. You're welcome. Thanks. That's it for the latest episode of The Pig Edge. And my many thanks to Pat Varley from PIC Hermitage for joining me on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss a show. And for more information on farming, go to chagas.ie. I'm Kieran Carl, and thanks for listening. <laughs>